Bienvenidos, welcome, and thank you for joining us for Season 1, Episode 9 of the Pana Familia Podcast with Eduardo and Nicole, where we discuss our experience relocating to and raising our three young children here in Panama, share our journey of building our new farm and home here in Central America, and let you know what we're learning along the way. We're glad you're here. Vaminos. Yes, it's recording. Oh, okay. <laughs> well. We're here to talk about our new farm that just uh, officially closed uh, two days ago. Uh, depending on your listeners, it could have been two days ago or it could have been two years ago <laughs> or it could have been 10 years ago. As of, yeah, we're not going to put this episode out for a while, but as of today, October 18th, 2023, yeah, it just happened. It's brand new. So yeah, we finally uh, got all the paperwork and it's officially ours. Um, we purchased uh, 17 and a half acres in Las Lajas, uh, Panama. It's 7.1 hectares. Hector, who's Hector? Uh, <laughs> Your dad. <laughs> who's Hector? Hectare. Uh, I say hectares and in Spanish they're called hectares. And when I told my dad, uh, we bought 7.1 hectares. He's like, who's Hector? <laughs> And I was like, Hector. I was like, oh, I mean, hectares. And he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, hectares. It's not Hector. <laughs> so. Well, what are the, how do you say it in English? Hectare? Hectare? Hectares? I think you say hectares. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's, you're supposed to hectares in Espanol. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we bought uh, 7.1 hectares. And, uh, yeah, we. Uh, it's about 15, 20-minute drive from where we're living in our rental right now. So it's very close to us. And yeah, and we're. we're so excited. We're on the beach right now, so it's basically a 20-minute drive to the beach uh, from the property. Um, it's all pasture, um, f- uh, all walkable, no huge old mountains where you can't walk on the side of the, of the mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all very usable land. And uh, There's yeah. some, you know, mature trees, but it's semi-deforested. But there's definitely an- enough big shade trees right now, but we'll be adding a lot more. And it's uh, pretty uh, unmaintained. Oh yeah, like there are some um, animals on it. Yeah, wow. there. I mean, there's there's good fencing, which was huge because that would have been a lot of work. But as far as that, a lot of trees need to get trimmed, um, a lot of branches need to get picked up, a lot of grass needs to get eaten down by cows. Um, so it's pretty. Uh, it's been pretty left alone for seems like at least a year. Um, yeah, there was one horse on it when we looked at it, and then she had a baby. Um, but one horse can't. Yeah, one horse. It just every single time we went out there to look at it, <laughs> the grass was getting longer and longer and longer. And Harder to walk on. Yeah, so now it's probably around four feet high, the grass. Three feet high. I mean, how tall is Jude? Four feet? Is it as tall as his head? Yeah, there's some spots where you can't well, see. yeah, it. I guess some spots, Yeah, there's some yeah. spots where it gets pretty tall, but yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty high. A um, lot of it is like, um, they have said like good grass. But there are definitely some like weedy, like bramble-ish areas that we'll need to get a little more 
trample down and hopefully some healthier, more nutritious forage can grow there for them. But there is a lot of good grass, according to local local people who know about the different the, grasses that are yeah. grown here for pasture. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we can talk a little bit about just like specifically what we were looking for in land and then um, tell you a little bit about like how we found it. Yeah, found it. We can talk about more. There were probably like six to eight like non-negotiables that we had in mind when looking for our new farm here. We wanted it to be driving distance from the beach because that was part of the reason we came to Panama was to find farmland that was close to a beach so we could still have our do the stuff we love on the beach while still having a farm. So within 20, no more than 30 minutes drive, but yeah, that we wanted kind of pushing it. Yeah, We wanted it to be where, uh, when we went to the beach in California, it was like an all day affair. Um, whereas this is, we can go in the evening before or after dinner. We can go in the morning, I can go in the morning to go surfing. <clears throat> yeah. Um, we didn't want it near any factories or plants or big, um, like industrial agriculture operations like we wanted to stay away from like air pollution and ground pollution and water pollution as much as possible yeah and uh that's here it's a little small town three thousand people um not a huge nothing huge industries here besides cattle the cattle farm i mean they have cattle uh but not like not like feedlot size it's just like hey that paddock over that lock can fit 10 cows with the amount of grass because it rains so much here there's just always grass it's more about maintaining the grass than it is about you know <laughs> trying to get huge cow numbers the only issue with pollution here that i see is like they're very liberal with the with the herbicides just freaking spraying it like it's a like it's a i don't even know a, a rain shower <laughs> just walking up and down the road spraying it everywhere and there are some spots are the the creek that's on our farm um, goes up through kind of the back of town and you can see that there's some spots that would drain off where I've seen them spraying herbicides into our creek so we'll just have to be careful about that you know it's not you can't control everything but um, you can just be knowledgeable of it um, but yeah like Eddie said there's no big ag operations um, that we are really you know worried about as far as pollution so we definitely wanted to have a creek or a stream some sort of like running water on our land since there is so much water here we didn't think that would be too hard to find and most of the properties there was a lot of properties that we saw with uh yeah some sort of stream yeah it's very common yeah some yeah. with multiple streams some had like waterfalls on them it's just the water here is just so bountiful and plentiful yeah. We've only seen the lands during the wet season, so it should be interesting to see how it goes during the uh, dry season. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. um, for the most part, nine months out of the year, you're going to have water going down the stream. Uh, so that was one of our big uh, goals. And then along the water, along the lines of water, we wanted to be able to dig a well and have um, clean water for our house to drink for our showers like all that kind of stuff instead of relying on uh municipal water or city water so that was a big deal so we got a pretty big plot and the neighbors to both sides are just houses with uh, a couple animals there's no nothing that can really destroy the the water like the uh, water table. the water table yeah where we live. or the aquifer or whatever aquifer. yeah yeah 
Yeah, we ideally wanted 15 to 30 acres. 10 was kind of our minimum, and that was almost a little too... Little. Little. We figured if we're going to go big, we're going to go big, you know? And to us, that's big. Um, to some people... That's small. Yeah, that may be small, but to us, that's big. And we're managing this by ourselves, and we're not trying to start some huge operation, so we didn't need, you know, uh, 200 acres. Yeah, we went 1.97 acres in Turlock to... Uh, you know, 17, we wanted to go another, just to the next level, um, where we could still manage it on our own. Cause yeah. like, once you get past that 20 to 30, you're going to have to start needing some help regularly. Um, yeah. 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 But. And then we also wanted to be close enough to a town for us as well as our kids to have access to, um, friends and community and not be so removed from society. Yeah, from society that, you know, we always have to drive, you know, 30 minutes to get to um, a community event or to visit friends or something. We wanted it still to be accessible. So those were our um, pretty specific points that we had. And there was only maybe two or three pieces of property that we looked at that fit all of those. Would you say? Uh, yeah, there's probably Like the two. Torio one and then this one? Yeah, there was, it was, there was a Torio property that was really, had a really beautiful view um, there was the La Jose Tole property that was just same, just as beautiful a view. And then we had this one, the one that we bought. Yeah. Um, but like those didn't match all of our requirements. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. And uh, we obviously had a, a budget. So that yeah. had to fit in with all those other requirements. Yeah. 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 And eventually it came down to like location. To be yeah. yeah. So like, that was kind of one of the things as we started traveling around, we really liked being in the Chiriki province, uh, you know, the, you know, closer to Costa Rica, Costa Rican border. Um, and that kind of took out the Torrio Mariato property. I mean, ma the main reason you go to Panama City is to fly. fly. Yeah. We can just go from David to Panama City. David's only an hour away to Panama City it's a 45 minute flight and then from there because it's kind of a hassle to drive around in Panama City and to get there it's like six to eight hours depending on traffic mm -hmm. so that knocked out uh, that area that area yeah. and then the La Jacetole which was is about 40 minutes maybe from where we are now up in the mountains and it's where we had stayed when we came and visited and it, we it's beautiful and it was the first property that we kind of that we loved. were loved that we sold that we were sold on that kind of brought us to uh, this area yeah and uh one of the main reasons why we didn't stay up there when we when we came down when we finally moved down here was like there's not a whole lot of housing or it's not a big there's not a whole lot oh, of to a, like rent a place yeah to rent we a place looking, it's yeah. you know the the town was tiny i don't think there's even a thousand people to live up on that mountain um but i mean it basically came down to it just financially it didn't work out for mm -hmm. the budget and then the other one i mean we could have made it figured it out but it put it could have put us in a little bit tighter spot as far as like not it's farther away from grocery shopping and farther away from like just community and stuff like yeah that. yeah the stores would have been longer farther away mm -hmm. um and the beach access the beach there. access wasn't there it's you, not by a beach yeah you had to take like a boat to a beach um and then you know i as we lived here I started playing basketball and I, you know, Jude started going to school and Nicole made friends here and it was just like, oh, there's, we're in a pretty good community. Let's try and stay around here. Yeah. yeah. And, um, most of the properties 
that we uh, that we looked at, we had found them all online. So a lot of them we had found while still living in California and just like searching every Panama real estate website we could find. The the farm that we bought was not like even listed, let alone like online. So that goes to show that like a lot of the great deals and there's still a lot of availability of stuff that's not even that you can't even find on the internet which sucks because when you're planning something you want to be able to look it up and like get excited and do your research before you come but for us it just worked out that the place that was perfect for us was something that we had to talk to a local panamanian realtor about and it wasn't even a listed it wasn't even listed at that time uh because there's there's a lot of foreigner um real estate agents. Oh yeah. And then there's a lot of, you know, local Panamanian real estate agents. And like one of the benefits of the local real estate agent is they can, since they've been here their whole lives, they can call someone and say, Hey, I got some people here. I know you got this, you interested in selling. Cause a lot, there's, there's still a lot of Panamanians that own a lot of land here. And yeah. some of them just, you know, for the if right, they're getting older. Or something, they're getting older, yeah. and you know, some they're not listed. But like, if someone asks them, and there's someone you know that's willing to pay you something <laughs> they want, you know, they'll they'll sell it to they'll you. Take it, yeah. You know, it um, was really cool that we bought our farm from um, a local Panamanian woman, and I really like that because all the other property we looked at was owned by people that were not born here in Panama. I'm sure yeah. a lot of them have lived here for a long time, um, but they're not Panamanian. So I, and it was a woman owned this land. I think that's really cool. Um, a lot of people in the community know who she is. That also helped, um, with the price. I feel like the fact that it wasn't like on 50 websites and there wasn't, you know, a bunch of people getting their cut out of this. Yeah. It just, uh, you know, it just feels like the, uh, online deals are trying to fish for higher prices from the foreign foreigners like united states prices or something yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so we got we were recommended this local panamanian woman realtor by um a friend and then she set up a tour of three farms here in las lajas for us to look at and we um we looked at them all in one day and the second one we went to was the one that we ended up choosing and we only saw the front small half of it. I mean, I guess we walked to the back, but like barely. Cause it's just like, because it's such a long like piece of land and there's no road through it. You, we parked on the road, climbed over the barbed wire and just kind of walked through it and fell in love with it by only seeing like a small, a small piece of it. And then seeing the Creek, which I was like, so the boys loved and I loved like right off the bat. Yeah. And then in the process of buying it, or, you know, negotiating, um, we would walk the property more and we would explore it more. And I felt like every single time we walked it, we we're like, oh, yeah, this is definitely it. Like we want we, there's the second time we actually like walked through the back and we're like, oh, there's a lot of land back here. Mm -hmm. um, and then, I mean, we've walked it probably 10 times now and driven on it. And it just feels like every single time. We're still discovering something new, mm -hmm. whether it's a new building site or just, oh. We, Little microclimate areas. Yeah. We just figured out the other day that the creek comes zigzags onto the back part of the land, which we thought it only went through the front part of the land. 
So um, that was really cool. We, I kind of thought it was like mostly flat, like the first couple times we looked at it. But when you explore more, there's like lots of um, little hills and there's some, some steeper hills closer to the creek which are still like walkable, but there's definitely like elevation changes, which is always nice for, you know, capturing water and for building sites and for beauty. There's, uh, there's mountain views, which we didn't notice there was that until maybe the third or fourth time we went there and we we're like, Oh, like, let's look up and see what the views are. Cause a lot of pieces of property we looked at had these expansive, like ocean, like mountain crazy views. Cause they were up on a mountain. And this one we were like, Oh, I guess we're going to have to kind of give up our dream of the Vista, you know, the views. But then we realized like, Oh, if you look like to the Northeast, you can see the mountains there and it's beautiful. And then it's all open. So we'll have a beautiful view of the sunset also. So after about two weeks, we decided to, put an offer in I think it was about two weeks and we nothing else felt like this right and this certain and we we paid the asking price we didn't negotiate on price they also threw in another what half acre piece of land that her son I think it's her son or her cousin or something, some family member owned, they like threw that in and it's like a side piece. And that was like for free and just part of the deal. Yeah. The original listing was 6.9 hectares. And then with that, it brought it up to Mm 7.1. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we started that process. It was like August something, the end of August and just got the title transferred into our, um, into our name or our, the foundation that we created a couple days ago. So it was about an eight week total process, which is kind of long, but a lot of it was also, uh, depending on us waiting for us to open our foundation with our lawyers and then also to open a bank account, which took a while. We could have probably gotten done a month, but there was a lot of waiting for stuff that we had to that was out of our control yeah Um, because like the the seller was like ready to go like i mean she was ready like within the week yeah (laughs) but we had a you know the foundation that took some time and then the bank account took uh, a long time they wanted a panamanian uh bank account bank account we ended up paying them through (laughs) through our bank because it was taking so long yeah so we just paid a wire transfer yeah anyways um about eight weeks so so yeah i mean a little bit more about it there's about two and a half acres in the front section and then there's a creek that runs through the middle and then the back sections yeah about 14 to 15 acres of pretty open pasture land it's like eddie said fully fenced except for a few corners that like it's fenced enough for the cows not to get out but there are some little chunks in there that like aren't ours and have to be fenced off and then there's multiple mature like hardwood shade trees there's um a corral built already there's a fence down the middle so we already have it kind of split in half we'll definitely have to add a lot more fencing to break it up into smaller paddocks for rotational grazing there's a 
the creek comes back along the backside and then there's like this like island kind of on the other side that is all shady that we just found out about like we said a few days ago every time we go there we find like kind of a new little quirk to the land and we haven't done like ex- we've explored as much as we can because uh there's some so sp- wild. it's so wild there's some places where like we just get a little nervous about on walk foot. on foot yeah. walking because you know there might be snakes out there yeah like, uh, if we I, had horses it would be a lot yeah. easier so we'll dr- we'll do as much <laughs> as we can with the car and then we'll walk around a little bit by the car but like there's some places that we're still kind of oh we'll let the cows kind of go down there first and clean it up a little bit before we go mm-hmm. um yeah. but i mean like i saw a huge spider this morning probably the size of a a softball? A softball. It was pretty big. <laughs> and he was in the feeding trough, and then I just kind of took him out. I flipped him out of the trough, and then I was, oh, there he goes into the grass, completely <laughs> lost. Hopefully he doesn't crawl on me. Um, and uh, so, yeah, there's still a lot of places I feel like once we get a little bit more comfortable uh, with how much cleaner it is. Yeah, we can explore even explore more. Explore even more. Because, like, like, Nicole's talking about that little shady area by the creek. I wouldn't go down there right now. <laughs> no. Yeah, not even with, like, real tall rubber boots. Yeah, I yeah. just, uh, the snake, the snake dart's really going off. <laughs> the snake radar, the snake dart? Yeah. There's a few um, spots where you can see, like, there could be more streams if we were to, you know, kind of dam it up a little bit, which is, like, really exciting to us, um, like, kind of working with water and managing the how the rainwater flows and drains on the land there's a spot that will be perfect for a pond if we you know work on that i mean both of our minds are just like reeling with ideas and stuff and we're writing stuff down but also trying to just okay the focus right now is getting the grass down with the cows that we just bought and then um getting our house getting our house designed and like getting that process built and you know like the well and stuff like the stuff we need to live there and then once we're living there we can you know work on it as we're there a lot easier so we'll talk about this more in some other episodes but yeah we just got cows there a couple days ago we're starting the design of our dome home and we've been going to the farm like driving there twice a day like twice a day just because like we're so excited I went three times yesterday yeah eddie went three times we went last night too because it was pouring and we wanted to see what was going on with the with the water and stuff but it wasn't pouring as much there like when we were there so we couldn't plus again the grass is so tall it's hard to see where the water's flowing um so i mean basically our overall vision for the farm is um to have like a homestead for us you know where we're like growing and raising so much of our own food where we're um regenerating the land i mean it's not like it's bad land but it's um not as bountiful and healthy and the soil isn't as healthy as it as it could be so working with rotational grazing adding in potentially other smaller ruminants like sheep definitely getting chickens pigs down the line and planting tons of more trees so we've got more shade and keeps the grass green through the dry season also um uh building not only our house but possibly a guest house um just lots of food and lots of beauty and getting a road going through there so 
Yeah, yeah we, we have yeah a lot a lot of space to work with to do that. Yeah, yeah. I just want to build my cattle kingdom down here. Yeah, and then yeah, talk about your kind of cattle vision too, as far as yeah as an income producing part of it. Yeah, yeah. Nicole's uh, she's all into the gardens and the the trees, fruit and, trees kind of stuff, and, and the. I just really like cattle, so I'm just gonna. I've been really thinking about. <laughs> and he's a breeder, yeah. so a so cattle just, breeder. Yeah, so I've just been thinking about uh, building the cattle here and just growing and just maybe that can build grow some opportunity to run some cattle and some more property and you know just keep expanding that you know and it make it income producing Mm -hmm. yeah and we can talk more specifically about like the cows we got and stuff in our cow episode definitely oh yeah because it was it was like very emotional when we got our cows we were both saying like it was almost more emotional than the first time we walked on it after it was ours yeah yeah we 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 walked on it and it was oh yeah we opened the gate and we it was like cool but then like when we dropped off the cows it was like oh i don't know why this makes it like we both were like wanting to cry i cried he said he was trying not to because his cowboy friend was there my my (laughs) panamanian cowboy friend i can't look weak in front of him (laughs) he probably would cry too i feel like he's a very soft-hearted man yeah uh but yeah i think because it's like the farm part of it is really it's Coming to so life. realistic yeah, yeah seeing that yeah but yeah it's beautiful it smells so good especially after a rain just wet soil and fresh grass and yeah um it's just it's so quiet and the birds and the crickets and i just can't wait to wake up there and have our coffee and sit on the porch and just look around and yeah we're very very excited so thanks for listening to us uh rant on and on about how excited we are yeah thank you but that is our uh that's kind of our story of how we we got our land so we did all of that in the first three months since being in in panama and so it's it's definitely doable if you come here with that sort of like short timeline it's definitely doable no it's definitely doable yeah if we can figure it out anyone can figure it out. yeah we're not that smart (laughs) and we're very grateful to god for for opening up all these different doors that just kind of magically like just kind of happened and almost fell into our lap the perfect place so very grateful for that yep thanks so much for listening we hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you next time on the pana familia podcast